0: What's up, Redemption? How you doing? We have officially hit the six-month mark. 26 episodes, half a year. The podcast is half a year old. Man, look how far we've come. And it's all thanks to you guys for tuning in and listening each week. And we're going to celebrate that with the big announcement, although you're going to have to listen a little bit to get to it because... You know, me and Brad, we kind of got scatterbrained at the beginning of this episode. Had a lot of fun recording this one. Hope you guys enjoy it. So let's get into it.
1: Welcome back to the Threshing Floor. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Guys, I've been telling you about the Hype Train. It has left a station, it is going down a tracks. Here it comes, it's about to run you over. You better get off the tracks right now.
0: That's right. You got to get off the tracks, man. Uh, So thanks, Derek, for the uh, intro to the podcast, episode number 26 here. We have reached half a year. The podcast is 0.5 years old. And got my good buddy here, Brad. How you doing, Brad? How's it feel to be on a podcast that's half a year old? If I had a confetti cannon, I'd shoot it right now. Yeah. Um, that, that'd be pretty cool if you came in with a confetti cannon
1: you know I thought about it last week when, when we were talking about it I was like I, I really need to surprise you with a confetti cannon and I just it slipped my mind this week I uh, wish I would have
0: yeah and what's even worse is that you told me about it after the fact so you can't <laughs> save it now for the one year uh, see I'll, I'll just uh.
1: Well, never mind <laughs> I can't say it
0: <laughs> so um, thank you guys for checking in And thank you for following along and helping get to this point. So episode number 26, um, I would like to uh, start off with a story from last week's recording for the podcast, because one of my employees at work said that I would not tell this story. Um, But he, he said that I should give him a shout out on the podcast, because directly after recording last week's episode with Brad again... And he can attest to the truthfulness of the story. I walked out of my office at work at my warehouse and locked my keys in the office. And I could not lock the, the door to the building, which is, it was unlocked at the time. And I also didn't have my car keys because they were on there, obviously. So luckily I reached out to him and this was like midnight or a little after, right? Somewhere around there? Yeah, it was close to midnight. Um. so reached out and he happened to still be awake and he he was like just by the grace of god i was still awake and so he came and he bailed me out and unlocked my office he has a spare key and so just want to say justin thanks for coming and bailing me out last week this is your official shout out on the podcast so justin thank you sir
1: Thank you, Justin. Uh, I really wish I could have got that B&E done, you know, with that uh, Lowe's card, but
0: oh yeah, I just didn't have the magic that night. So, so Brad was determined that he was going to break into the office. <laughs> like, even after I called Justin and he was like, I'll be right there. And he lives like five minutes away in some apartments nearby from the warehouse. And he just kept trying. He kept going to our tool area <laughs> and he was like, let me try this. Let me try that. And he needed, he wanted to, you know, obviously go to a, you know, a card. That's usually the first thing. Um, some people would be an idiot and use their license. Oh, man. When I used to work at the uh, the grocery store that I, I helped manage at one point, people would come in, and you could tell they had br- done some B&Es <laughs> with their ID. Uh, so I was smart. I got a Lowe's gift card and let Brad tear it up. And it it's pretty mangled. I don't think they would ever be able to get get it to swipe. And you can still make out all of the numbers. So um, at some point, I'm going to have to have that typed in because, you know, I checked the balance on that card. You know, usually you keep a gift card in your wallet after you've used it, and there's like 2 or $3 on it. You just can't – you mentally can't part with it because there's value. But you're never really going to think about it and use that value. How much money do you think was on that gift card, Brad? I would say fifty, maybe it was more, hundred. No, it, it, okay. I think it was like originally at like a one hundred fifty gift card or maybe a hundred gift card for my father in law for Christmas. Um, I don't know if it was this year or last year. Um, <laughs> Golly, but it had sixty like one, or sixty three dollars somewhere in that range, just over sixty bucks. But I thought it was going to be like chump change, you know, like two or three dollars, and I just held on to it because that's what guys do. And it turned out it was 60 bucks. And I started regretting letting you tear it up. I really want to go to Lowe's
1: when you go and have you see how you explain why your car looks like that.
0: I'm going to tell him I bought it that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this got shipped to me like this. Yeah. It, it came in the, like somebody tried to it, get in. It was damaged
0: in the mail. <laughs>
1: uh, in all fairness, though, for the other door that wasn't your office door, I did open that pretty easily. Yes. Yes, but you can't yeah, break into my office. Regular door. It just
0: happens to be this huge, uh,
1: I don't know. It's got
0: a metal frame and yeah. it's solid wood. Basically, when I close that door, it's it's uh, soundproof enough to where if the guys are driving the forklifts out at the dock area, which is right outside my office at our warehouse, I can't really hear. Like, it, it you know, soundproofs a little, or, or sound deadens the forklift operation, so... When I'm on calls and such. So you're bougie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so just just a reminder that Brad cannot break into my office. So if we ever have, you know, some disagreement that leads to you not being on the podcast anymore and I have to get a restraining order, guys, I will be safe in the office. This is true. This also lets the audience know that we are normal people
1: and lock our keys in places. So.
0: Yes, some some people more often than others unfortunately um i'm not saying i'm clumsy or anything but i have locked my keys in this office a few times but it's one of those those locks that you put the key in to unlock it and come in and then it still is locked unless you manually unlock it so the key doesn't unlock the the lock you have to manually unlock it so if you're not thinking you just pull it to even though you didn't physically lock it back if you had never unlocked it it's still locked which is what happens. Sounds so. like
1: an excuse.
0: Okay, excuse. <laughs> All right, anyway, so we're going to get this podcast back on track. Um I would also like to give a shout out another slight story um in the non-redemption chatter channel on Discord this week. At the time of this recording it was yesterday, but you know it'll be three yesterday will be 3 days away by the time you get this recording. But it was apparently snowing in Tennessee and chris fashman uh posted a video of it snowing and said snow in april i thought i lived in the south and then he said now i have hail and without missing a beat 4 minutes later so you know he didn't really think about this it just came off naturally and i thought this joke was so great that i just had to give him a shout out but ron put well unless you can negate it you will have to discard your top 5 cards <laughs> And when I saw that, I literally did a belly laugh. It was, it was just, out of nowhere, hilarious. So this is a shout-out for you as well on the podcast. And then I guess we'll just move into our new content and you know, go over things that have come out in the last week. We have God's Glory and Our Assumptions Part 6 is now available on Land of Redemption. Also... Jaden put out a, a pretty cool video where um, he kind of tried to make up for not having St. Patrick featured on St. Patrick's Day. You know, I don't know if we should give him credit for doing it after the fact, but he built a pretty, pretty cool deck that was, it's called Oops All Priest, to where he tried to match up priest on defense, Evil Priest, with, you know, Good Priest for the rescues. And it's a pretty cool concept, so make sure you go check that out. Um also Tyler has still been putting out videos on YouTube and he has actually just released as of tonight, he has released his first silent film. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the video, but he's got this video where he's showing you that you can still combo out and there's no sound. (laughs) So you just get to kind of imagine Tyler just rumbling to him, you know, mumbling to himself like a mad scientist. He's like, Ooh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Um, I tell you what, some of the some of the coolest things about his videos are when he talks to himself, and then he'll answer himself. I don't know if have you watched any of his videos in detail to hear that?
1: No, I, I watch usually some of them, but uh, then I get I have to like,
0: go do something else. But. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah they they do tend to be you know a little bit like you have to like pay attention and watch, and it's you know not like the podcast where you can just be doing anything and listening you want the visual representation too but he'll be like and i can do that i can still do that no you can't you idiot and he'll just (laughs) just keep on going like he'll say something he'll answer himself and it's real subtle but you can you can really get the makings of a mad scientist in there and i don't know if we should be excited about the future of the game or questioning this because this is a man that's going to (laughs) make cards in the future (laughs) is making cards so you're making me
1: second guess you know, you've given a couple shout-outs. I need to give out a shout-out Okay. The I'll shout-out Tyler because um, I told, I texted him or DM'd him that uh, I used a couple of his decks in the Lackey Grand Prix because I just wanted to try out, like, new stuff, and I thought they were pretty cool. And then he asked me, cool, well, what decks did you use? And I totally did not respond because I totally forgot. So up till now. <laughs> <So> up until <laughs> this very exact moment? right now. So, Tyler, at some point, I'm going to get back with you, which so. ones I tried out.
0: So you gave Tyler a shout-out to overcome the fact that – or to make up for the fact that you ghosted him. Yes. Okay.
1: But I'll shout, I, what I was shouting out is the fact that some of the decks he put out, I used. So. Okay. Did they, did they perform well? If I remember right, yes. Now, the pilot may not
0: have performed I, well. Because I remember you didn't finish very high in the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The, those shots were not fired. Put them back into the gun. But I'm really trying to say... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think my two wins were with his deck, so... No. Oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> the speaking of the Lackey Grand Prix, it kind of rolls into that Lackey Grand Prix number two is over, and the winner of that is JD, and he won that by going undefeated, you know, just rolling the combo deck. They finished it out playing under the old rules before the rule changed, so the way that it worked was... JD played Rob, uh, that was the first and four matchup, and then the two and three was John and Jay. So John won, JD won, so then Jay and Rob played for third place, and Rob beat Jay. So Rob gets third place, and that makes fourth being Jay. So your top four is JD, John Early, Rob Smith, Jay Chambers. So Lucky Grand Prix number two is in the books. I hear rumors that there's going to be another Lackey Grand Prix. Something about an electric bumblebee. Mm. You like that, Jaden? I put the rhyme in the podcast for you. <laughs> um so the Lackey Grand Prix number three is being ran. That's rotation, but it's also being ran alongside or there alongside it, there is a classic Grand Prix. And I assume that you're able to play in both of those, which would have you playing two games a week. Um I don't know. I guess it's going to, rounds are going to determine how many people sign up. I'm not signing up for either just because my schedule with baseball and stuff. I don't want to ghost people. I don't want to be like Brad. Never to a game, but hey, if you send me a message and I get distracted, it's a good chance. <laughs> You'll never hear back from me. So, with that said, make sure that if you want to sign up for the Lackey Grand Prix, either the classic one or the third uh, iteration of the rotation, grand prix you sign up for those there is a separate discord for those if you get with jay you're not a member of that already jay can you know put you into that discord server and that's where you report your scores and whatnot there's even some deck building things for people that are involved with that so there's that also and brad can talk about this because he has played his first round matchup rob m from rob m studios We've mentioned him on the podcast here a few times. He is hosting a Zoom Discord Invitational. Is that what it's called? Sounds right. Okay. And this is like the Lackey Grand Prix, so you get you know, it's a one game for a period of time that you play in rounds. so it's overtime, but it's and it's unofficial, obviously, but it's played with physical cards. So not lackey, you're but you're playing over Zoom and playing with actual physical cards physical decks and you played your game how did that go
1: it went well um got to play a manual uh i think we've probably only played once if i can remember um you know there, i feel like there's several people online i've just only played like once or twice maybe um so that was pretty cool we got to talk for a little while beforehand and we were both trying out new things. He he was trying an offense. I think he said he had never tried before, and uh, maybe a defense, the same thing. So so
0: so wait, Emmanuel was not playing Daniel. Emmanuel was
1: not playing Daniel. Very
0: interesting.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. And it wasn't April first, so I don't know what the deal was. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so, so. So. Yeah. I mean that that was pretty cool. Um. I, like you said, um, I'm not playing the on the Lackey Grand Prix this time just because I feel like we're too busy, you know? I mean, <laughs> me and you, man,
0: even though we don't do anything at work and we're always <laughs> doing other things. Do not, <laughs> do not say that. I don't need this recording to ever get back to my boss. All right, okay. edit that out, yeah. We're right. going to have to edit that out. <laughs> John works at work. I didn't say I work on work at work, but I work. You work. I also –
1: work but no uh, i was i was just thinking i am either going to do zoom or I'm going to do Lackey. And I, this time around i chose uh zoom i thought it'd be cool i hadn't pulled out my cards in seems like forever uh because i've only been doing Lackey and cuz we have so many tournaments here in alabama and also um <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> none in 2022 yet but uh
0: <laughs> no we we had one we had one this year well it wasn't after nationals last year, so it it was after January first. Would remember? Like it's not that long ago. You guys know I built Gabe's deck and I murdered it. When was that? I don't forgot. Like three within the last three months, at least. I think it was probably. <laughs> I think it was probably honestly. <laughs> I think it was honestly probably in March, or not March, end of February, beginning of March. Maybe we're gonna have to. Uh, We're going to have to ask your wife. I bet she'll know. (laughs) She'll know. You went here on this day for redemption, and you want to go again on this day?
1: I'm going on a text raid here. Let's see.
0: This is hard research. We'll be back in a moment. February 4th. February 4th. So I was a month off. Forgive me. I'm just a man. So February 4th. Two months ago. Yeah, we've, too bad. Yeah. So we've had one tournament so far. Yeah. But in generally, though, when there's a lot of travel, I don't know that there's a ton of people having frequent tournaments yet. Yeah. So, now uh, like, if we were closer together, it wasn't, like, three-hour drive for somebody, two-hour drive. You know, we were all closer.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing I, I like about, like, the Zoom and the Lackey – uh, so far is it? you know, all you need is like an hour. Uh, you know, you can do all the pre-work of building your deck or thinking about it or whatever beforehand. You put it together, and then the term, you know, the games last an hour, that's it. I mean, you can sit around and talk if you want, or, hey, you got something to do, go do it. It's not like a tournament that starts from at 9 and ends at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the evening, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway... Not to get into the meat of our conversation that we might have, because um, I talked to Brad about like what to talk about on this episode, because I know that I've mentioned some really cool topics to have in the next few episodes. I was so busy with baseball this week, I didn't let the podcast down to where I have not you know, made time to record for it, but I didn't make time to reach out with other people and make schedules work and, and work on outlines to... You know, bring those episodes to life yet, so this past week kind of snuck up on me in that regard, so I'm available for it, but I didn't do the the background work to make those other episodes actually happen, so kind of had to figure something out on the fly here to talk about, and I was thinking, now that there's a Zoom Discord Invitational, there's Lackey Grand Prix, multiple of them running simultaneously, there's two of them, and we're on the third one. So obviously it's been successful so far. You know, people are signing up for the third installment of it. And then we have the online Zoom local and now we have, you know, however often they're going to be done but Zoom contender deck tournaments. I figured that it would be cool to talk about the differences of those playstyles and those mediums. Like obviously it's really good to play online and have access to always be able to play but you lose a little bit of that from playing in person. I just thought that would be a cool conversation to have, so we'll actually talk about that in a little bit. Um so Rob is hosting the first Zoom Discord invitational. I think uh, obviously I, I, since games are going signups are closed. I don't guess there's any type of potential to be added at this point, but just you know, hopefully that's a success and there's another round of it in the future. You know, so if you'd prefer to play with, you know, take the step with a deck and, you know, play with it with the physical cards. Because you do lose a little bit playing online only from actually playing the physical cards. Um, But also I'd like to go over the official wording for the um, new rule for the unique activations. And give me just a second to pull that up. All right, so... The wording for the four activations rule, as posted by Redemption Aggie Marcus on April 7th on the forums, I'm going to read it from here. It says this rule will be added to the next reg update to be released on 4 11 2022. So by the time that you are hearing this, this will already have been updated in the official reg. But the wording is the rule only applies to instant effects, which in parentheses, has Draw, Discard, Banish, etc. So it doesn't cause ongoing effects, again in parentheses, Protect, Restrict, etc., to potentially be inactive if they would be a fifth activation. Since Negate is both instant and ongoing, it does count as one of the activations. The rule only applies to special abilities, so activating the star ability of a card does not count as one of the activations, The usage of one or more instant effects allows multiple effects to activate together but only count as one activation for cards with multiple abilities like Life in the Sun. However, each activation of triggered effects, uh, triggered effect counts as its own activation. So each triggered effect counts as its own activation regardless of how many times the ability was triggered. The rule applies to all effects on the card, not each effect separately. So a card like Treacherous Land gets four combined underdecks and draws, not four of each. So the official wording is here, and you can go and look at that if you want to not have to you know, deal with me stumbling through it there with my third grade reading level. Mama said all I had to do was try. Um, but... That is now official in the reg at the time of release for this episode, so you can go and look at that to get more familiar with the official wording of the new rule, so. Um, I guess, a good time to talk about, you know, how far we are from nationals. You know, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to do this last week, and I added it up, and we, at the time we recorded last week, we were 116 days away, and... I remember I did it I did it the difficult way of looking at the calendar and adding it up on my calculator, and I came up with 116 days. And I held it up to my wife. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and I said, look, there's only 116 days until nationals. And she gets up with a smile on her face and walks over, and she hits the little CE button that cancels, <laughs> so it shows a zero on the calculator. And she said, yeah, and that's how much money you get to spend on it. (laughs) Um, So I was sour about that, so I didn't mention it on the podcast. But as of now, we are at the time of recording 109 days away from Nationals. It will be 107 when this recording is released. So 107 days away. What do you think your favorite part about Nationals as far as, like, all the stuff that's been mentioned about it? What do you think? What do you think is the the coolest part about it? Well, <laughs> talking to somebody who's
1: never been and would try to come this year but we'll see. Um I would love to uh much prayer, much fasting, <laughs> much prayer much fasting. Um yeah, I mean, from what everybody said it just seems like a big party honestly, like everybody or it, to me it reminds me of a family reunion, like everybody's coming together everybody lives in different places but like here's family reunion day come together play cards together obviously it's pretty fun there's probably some heated moments i'm sure with the competition and all that stuff but yeah i mean just being able to pull out geek out for a little bit talk about cards combos all that stuff i mean it's what better of a way can you spend (laughs) the end of july especially not at the beach or anything. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, who wants to do that? You do that every year. Yeah. It's not like Nationals is. Wait a minute. It is every year. Mm. Uh, I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. Um, So I guess I'll use this to segue into one of the events at Nationals that kind of ties in a little bit with the big announcement that I've kind of hinted around that would be coming. And I know that you've listened to – 25 minutes of podcast, and you're like, what is this idiot doing? He has not said anything. He told me to check this episode out because there was a big announcement, and he's talking like it's a normal episode. Mm. And why has he not told me the big announcement? Well, we'll hit one more sound effect, and then we'll just go into it, okay? Choo-choo.
1: Here comes that hype train again.
0: Here comes that hype train again, yes. Yes. Thank you, Derek, for all of my cool sound effects. I hope you don't mind. So the big announcement is the podcast, the Threshing Floor podcast, being half a year old, 0.5 years old, is doing its first giveaway. We will be giving away something to the community. Actually, we will be giving away two somethings to the community. So if you... Listen. a few weeks ago, we had Andy on, Andy Fish, the new owner, or soon-to-be new owner when the transition actually happens in June. Um, once uh, their life schedule kind of slows down to where they can take on the responsibility of it without any drop-off in service. But Andy is going to be the new owner of your turn games. I obviously also, you know, deal with uh, Derek currently, although I haven't bought a lot of cards lately, but in the past, I've, you know, done a lot of business with Derek, and one of the things I think is really cool that Your Turn Games brings to the community is the contender decks. So Andy mentioned that there's going to be a contender deck version of Iron Man at Nationals, and I was just thinking, how cool would it be to give away a contender deck? And that way, if you're a player that has plenty of cards and you win a contender deck... Well, now that's one less thing to think about so that you can play in the Iron Man. It's just a deck. It comes in a deck box. It's already sleeved. You don't have to think about it. Boom. There you go. If you're a newer player and you want to try out a new theme that you haven't played before, all right, you can do that as well, right? So no matter who wins it, it will work. So I reached out to Andy and, you know, mentioned this idea, and he talked with his wife and came back and said that, he would like to sponsor or our, uh, donate and kind of sponsor this giveaway and give away two contender decks, mm. okay? I was planning on, on eating the cost or at least some cost somewhere in there. So him donating two, well, I decided instead of, you know, since I'm not having to put money there, I'm going to get playmats made, how I had the one threshing floor playmat made for myself, I'm going to get one made for each of the winners of the two contender decks. So we are going to be giving away, um, in partnership with Your Turn Games and new owner Andy Fish, we are going to be giving away contender decks, giving away two of them. And if you win, you'll also get a Threshing Floor play mat. And if you win, you get to choose the contender deck. Because, you know, if I go in there and pick one for you it might be one that you already have the cards for or a theme that you're not really excited for this way you get to if you win you get to go and pick out your own contender deck
1: sounds uh sounds pretty good um so uh i only have one question for you what's that am
0: i eligible to uh receive this actually you know what you are hmm. i'll i'll say that you are um there's there's just one person that I don't think is eligible that I know of um, besides myself, and that's because I reached out to him to help me come up with some of the ways that I'm going to uh, do this giveaway. And I guess that brings us to another question is, how the heck do I win this contender deck? Yeah. So I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? Yes. And when we're so. talking... Talking about, you know, a chance to get an entire deck that's pre-sleeved in a deck box with a play mat. That's over like, $100 value. Well over uh, with the play mat and stuff. But it's, it's so cool because if a newer player wins it, then it could jump start. You know, here's an entire deck and the setup you need to go and potentially play at a tournament. And if someone that already plays wins, then, you know, it's one less thing to think about at Nationals if you want to play in the Iron Man. So you're
1: saying literally anybody could win this. Like, they don't even have to be good at redemption. They could, they could still win this. Yes.
0: Hmm. And so how the heck do you win? Well, to be perfectly honest, I'm still working out the, the exact details. So we're not starting to give away this week. We will be starting it next week. And so the person that I mentioned that would not be eligible is my buddy John Early, who... I reached out to kind of help me gauge um, and come up with, you know, some, some unique ways to, to you know, do, do the giveaway. And I guess I'll go ahead and go on record, John, that I will personally send you, when I get them made, your very own threshing floor playmat. mat. I know you want it, and I will send it to you for helping out. He needs to have that out when he's doing Thoughts from Portland, too. Yeah. When you're doing Thoughts from Portland, you have my podcast advertised. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's going to basically be a drawing, but how you get your name into the drawing is the thing. And I'm debating, even even right before we started recording, I was debating on whether to do it six or eight weeks because the way that I want to do it is I want to ask a, either a trivia question or a riddle that is easily answered with a redemption card or it's uh, about the history of redemption and then give, you know, the first however many people to answer that correctly to me a chance to be entered. or Well, they they will be entered and do that over several weeks and then, you know, do the whole drawing thing. And, you know, the first two names, obviously the same person won't be able to win both, but we'll do it that way. And so basically i'm trying to decide between 6 or 8 weeks i don't want it to go on forever but i also want to you know use it as a chance for more people to participate and be involved with it plus you know it's just free advertising for year turn games because their contender decks are pretty awesome and you know maybe we want to milk it a little bit
1: so <laughs> you know i mean those contender decks are really what got us jump started i would say
0: Yes. We talked about that before, but... Yes. Although I didn't buy one. I went and bought individual cards at your turn games because (laughs) I wanted the deck to be different than the way that he built it for the contender deck. I wanted it to be built with... um, Closer in line with what uh, had recently been played at nationals. So I was like, okay, let me think outside the box. I'll just buy these cards individually when you big flubber, it would have been cheaper to buy the contender deck and then just the defense separately <laughs> yeah. instead of all the individual card prices because when it says, you know, $120 but it's on sale for, like, $89, there's a significant difference when you pay for those individual cards uh, versus the whole lot. But anyway. What would your wife say about that? <laughs> um... Is that why you don't have any money for in nationals this year? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, you know what? I I would hate to know how much money I've spent with your turn games since I got into redemption. Der- <laughs> Derek, Derek's probably disappointed that, that I stopped buying cards after I got up to a certain level to where, like, you know, I have a lot of – I started buying a lot of sealed product versus – you know, buying the individual cards, because there for a while I was like, okay, that card looks cool. I've got to have it. Your turn games? Buy it. Well, he started a college fund, with your no <laughs> <with your purposes. laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, so, giveaway will be happening. We will be giving away two contender decks. All of the details um, will be finalized in my head, I guess, this week. And then next week we will start it and at that point i will have a trivia question or a riddle and the first however the first x identifier number of people cuz i don't know yet it's a dynamic identifier it'll change based on my decision this week but i'll get all the all the details hammered out and we'll start that next week and it'll either run for 6 or 8 weeks and then we'll do a drawing for the winners and we will be giving away contender decks to two individuals and they will be their choice of contender decks, and they will also be getting a threshing floor play mat. So that's the big news. So what could they lose for entering into this? Um, you know what? I started adding it up, and I'm coming up with a blank. I don't think you lose anything. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you chase a free contender deck? So you're saying there's no cost? No, no. See, I've got to get those playmats made, and my wife has already told me <laughs> what it costs. You know, I've got to sleep on the couch tonight. Hmm. So <laughs> That's my bed. <laughs> uh, on Sunday nights now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll move into spoilers for this week, new spoilers that have come out. And we've got a couple of cards from the new starter decks. We've got a card from K a card from L, which, you know, we've been getting offense from K and defense from L, which is, you know, thematically playing against each other. So the first one is going to be Samuel's Edict, a very familiar name, Samuel's Edict, and it's a 3-3 Mono Brigade Green Enhancement, and it says, a good enhancement, I guess I should specify, and it says a very simple text of discard an evil card. That's pretty straightforward. If if that gets complicated, then maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> just maybe. You know? um, I will say that I really do like, and I mentioned this on Discord, I really do like that cards that were kind of overpowered or that kind of skewed games, or they, you know, they, they had their entire life cycle where they were just, Always really good. It wasn't like, you know, just for a season. This card is good or whatnot. Like David, uh, bravery of David, and so you had bravery of David, Samuel's edict. Now there was one more. Um, I thought I saw one more, but maybe maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm tripping. Uza. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come out with Uza, but it's going to like you must. You must have an artifact in order for this character to block. You may look at opponent's hand, <laughs> may,
1: may withdraw this character to present a new character.
0: Oh, spy <laughs> that you got out of. You got spy out of your contender deck. I did. For Joshua Heroes. Mm.
1: Man, it just keeps I, and coming back. you know back. what? With that spy, you can play
0: a lost soul from opponent's deck if you ever have a territory. Exactly. <laughs> teaches you the game. Um But anyway, I really like that cards that, you know, they had their life cycle and they're they're not going to be reprinted in something that's really strong. I like that they're reusing that familiar name to introduce new players to the game. Like, you know, Bravery of David, Samuel's Edict. Well, now it's a starter deck card, and now when a player plays that and if they get into the game, they'll be able to go and learn that there was another Samuel's Edict that was back in its day a really strong card. A Bravery of David that back in its day was a
1: really strong card. Join the classic uh, (laughs) Lackey
0: Grand Prix and find out. Yeah. (laughs) Just how strong Um, a card it is. But you you get what I'm saying? Like reusing the name, I think some cards are being reprinted as legacy rare that are within that power level that they want. And I think cards that are beyond that power level that they aren't willing to reprint, I think it's cool that we're reusing the name. And that's almost a bit of a legacy for that card now because it's still in the game. It's still in rotation in the game. It's teaching a new, you know, generation or new, you know, maybe not generation, just newer players. But it's pretty pretty cool, I think. So we had that spoiled from the K deck, and I'll let you read the one from the L deck. Gathering the Armies is a black evil enhancement,
1: 3-3. Uh, three, three. It says Philistines may band up to three Philistines.
0: Could you get any simpler than this? I mean, it is what it says it is. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) And you can also ban to the new Goliath.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, the other Goliath wouldn't let you ban to him. He would negate your banned ability. But the new Goliath, what is it? Looks at opponent's hand and does something. I forget. We uh, reviewed that one a couple of weeks back. But pretty simple, straightforward. I really do like that. Like, my son's eight years old. If you were teaching him, he could easily read that and know exactly what it means. There's no, you know, ambiguity with it. There's no uh, trying to understand what it means. Or, like, one of the problems redemption has, especially for people that have been around for a while, is, like, well, I know what the text says, but what does redemption mean, it says? Yeah. You know, like, that period, is it there, or is that a comma? Now, what's that semicolon mean? They appropriately named the Redemption Exegesis Yes. <laughs> guide. Yes. So, you have to understand Greek, ton- <laughs> Um But these cards, everyone that we're seeing is just like simple, straightforward, and I think it's going to be really easy for a new player to catch on. And I think even beyond that, I mean, just look at this card. So, you
1: notice it's, it's called Gathering the Armies. If you're playing this card, that means you have initiative, which means you're losing, which means you need more people in battle. Which means, hey, may band up to three Philistines. Gather the armies. Ah, uh, mm. I see what you did there. I see yeah. what they did there. Yeah.
0: Because you wouldn't play this if you're winning. It's only if you're losing. Yeah. Mm. So, I wonder if Samuel's Edict... No, I'm not going to do that again. You remember a couple of weeks ago I asked you, what is it going to be mirrored in the other deck? The unique name? Yeah. I wouldn't even begin no. to guess what that is. No idea. Uh, <laughs> so... We'll move into GOC Phase Two spoilers, and this is the first spoiler in a while we've gotten that hasn't just been a full spoiler. I'm right, ready,
1: I'm ready for the empty tomb on
0: Easter. I mean, I mean, don't you think that has to like be a full spoiler? I think so, probably. And I think the resurrection might might be spoiled just in artwork because I've got a hunch that me and Jeremy were talking about it. Um, He drove down this past weekend for us to work on our team stack for the tournament season. So if you're planning on playing teams at nationals, y'all are fighting for second place. I'm just saying. So it's too late to send you an application? No, you can send John early an application. (laughs) But you're going to have to, you know, make better jokes than Ron does. What if I send him an application and then ghost him? (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) If you send him an application, he's probably going to ghost you. You don't have any criteria that he's looking for. You've never even been to Nationals. Well.
1: <laughs> I actually, I do have one. I have not played with him yet. That was one of his criteria. Oh, okay.
0: Good, good. <laughs> you and, you and you know, everybody in this town are right in the same boat. <laughs> but I, I would think that the, with the theme, we were talking, uh, Jeremy and I were, that the theme is almost telling the, the story, the main story, like through the ultra rares. So the ultra-rares, think about it. The cross, that's, a, that's very symbolic. And, you know, it was a requirement for the ultimate sacrifice that was prophesied and all of that. Cross. You have his sacrifice. We were just talking about his sacrifice. What's the other ultra-rare? Authority of Christ. That's Christ came down in, in his earthly ministry. He displayed that he had authority from heaven because he was the true Messiah. And so the resurrection I I just kind of have a feeling that's going to be an ultra rare because it's like that obviously the culmination of the his his earthly ministry happened and then the sacrifice and then the sacrifice means nothing if the resurrection doesn't happen you know pretty sure uh pastor said something about that today and I was there I was there I was there <laughs> um but without the resurrection The rest of it is, honestly, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool story, but it doesn't have the eternal significance unless he conquered death by rising again. So I think that's going to be an ultra rare, and they're not spoiling ultra rares, or they didn't for phase one. I assume they're not for phase two. So I would assume if we see it, it will either be in a... Gabe will either do his thing where he shows you a regular card and it turns out to be an ultra rare or we're just going to see the artwork. Can but we, a, even if you see the artwork, he would probably still show you the, you know, like the style of like a regular card. But I'm pretty sure that I'm on to their game and the resurrection is going to be an ultra rare. That's true, I guess if if it was going to be a well, I think
1: that would okay. So here's, uh, okay. here's where we're at. If if they show us the card, if they show us the card in full Then that's great. It was Easter or whatever.
0: If they don't, I think you're right. If they don't show us the full. Well, now that we have the podcast out, now they're going to feel pressured, possibly, to. Okay, they're on to us. But even better than that, I can tell you what another ultra rare is. Okay. I bet you another ultra rare will be around the nativity set. It's not going to be the star, I don't think, because you have to. You know, that doesn't apply to every, every potential deck, you know, or every. Not that every ultra rare pertains to every deck, but like that's a pretty niche thing for it to be an ultra rare. I would assume either the manger, the stable, or something with the birth of Jesus is going to be an ultra rare. Well, so far we have an artifact,
1: a covenant, and a good enhancement. I know they don't have to spread the wealth, per se, but... I mean,
0: don't you think one of the demons or something has to be like an ultra rare? Or I could see what. Okay, this is a fun game, so this podcast has really <laughs> gone on a tangent here, but we're gonna ride this. Okay, you've already got your big announcement. If you want to turn it off because you're bored, that's fine. I'm being entertained here with this thought. Which demon, if you think it's a, if you think a demon could be, because I was really thinking that like proud Pharisee could before, you know. I mean, he's still—I don't know—but that like version a, is good. But like knowing how good the original version was, and they were reprinting it. He was a common, wasn't he? Something or, like that, a maybe national? a rare, but I, probably a common. Like he's not super great. I mean, he's good in the right type of you know approach to your defense there with Pharisees. I was thinking just because of the standing that he had as an evil character before rotation, since they were getting rid of that version with rotation, that the new version would you know, potentially be if there was going to be an evil character in the New Testament and then, or not New Testament, in the Gospels, and now you're saying a demon, so then you think about what demon would it be? And I think, like, it could be uh, the guy, I Am Legion. Yeah, Legion or uh,
1: Beelzebub. He was another one. Yeah. I don't know if he's a, where's your list of cards?
0: (laughs) Maybe we can look up. I don't have a list. We don't have a full list? We have a no, we, we don't have we only have phase 1 full list. Really? Yeah, at Christmas they gave us phase 1. Uh why did I think they gave us both? I don't know. I don't know. Cuz I thought like uh we were looking at some of the disciples on there and all that stuff and phase no, 2. No, well, I mean, I mean, I knew know we know we know the 12 and we know the eight that we got or whatever. We know that there was four that we didn't get and it's the ones that are, you know, still technically for the time being playable out of the other starter decks, the IJ um, you have Andrew, James, John, Peter. You know, those were the four that were in the in there with the angels in the eye deck, I believe it was. Yeah. Like it was just kind of process of elimination to know those are in phase two. Guys. Gotcha. Um, but as far as now we know thieves are in there, so if there's anybody that you know would be a thief, you know, Herods are in there, so you know, the the Herod characters and we know Herodias is one. We got the artwork spoiled of that one. And I think part of the star or something like that. Uh-uh. But, I mean, pretty much every other bit of information we have is just from the partial spoilers, not from a list. I'd, I'd be interested to see if – to know if we're going to see the list before Nationals. Easter? Oh, because they did it at <laughs> Christmas. Is there going to be an Easter drop? Yes, Easter is – Easter going to be the time that – You know, not only we acknowledge Christ rising from the dead to be the ultimate sacrifice for sin, but could we see a phase two set list dropped on Easter? They dropped the last one on Christmas. Easter seems like a natural time to release it. Or they could wait and they could do it, you know, Fourth of July to celebrate independence from ignorance because now we know what's in the set. You never know. You never know. But I think Easter would be a really cool time to drop that set list. I mean, come on. Is there a bigger day of the year than Easter. I wonder if there will be a card,
1: like when, from the time Jesus died before he resurrected. So like,
0: yes, I, I think there will be because it'll be Peter's denial, and you get to play it for three turns. I don't know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> well, that was before. I'm
1: talking about like
0: Jesus has already died. And yeah, but so, like, but, but that... like he had that like regret thing where he went. He's like, screw this, I'm going back fishing. You know, he's down on the beach fishing or whatever, yeah, or in the boat or whatever. Jesus approaches on the beach after he's resurrected. So, I mean, like, there's turmoil within Peter at that moment. That could be like an enhancement, like maybe even like a dual alignment enhancement because, you know, he went away from what he was called to do by Jesus because he felt the regret. Maybe it's called Jesus Cooks Fish. Jesus be cooking. <laughs> it's a it's a 4-3 enhancement that's Rainbow Brigade. <laughs> Jesus be cooking. <laughs> you know, they used to say, Russ, let Russ cook, let Jesus cook. Yeah, that's a sports reference for you guys out there. that love the sports references. The new Denver quarterback, Russell Wilson. Russell. Thank God he's out of the NFC West. Listen, if we don't have a
1: um, – what's that guy's name? Who did the – Thing think champion uh, or uh, – uh, Carmen. Carmen. If Carmen. We if we don't have Lazarus come forth as a something, then then we're missing
0: them all. You have Talitha Coon. Oh, yeah, we do. We've already got that, buddy. Come on, man. We messed that one up. We should have had a Carmen copyright. Yeah. Example. You know what? I talked to – at some point it came up with me and John talking, and apparently he he, he – I don't know if I would say he's a fan, a big fan of him. But he he didn't shut me down when I was talking about Carmen because every now and then we'll we'll talk about him. We're like, do you remember growing up with that guy and just like this song or that song? And it's like human
1: videos, yeah, and that stuff.
0: yeah. That was back when they they didn't call them dramas, like you know now they have yeah. a drama team. And that was back when they first started calling it's a human video, no duh. Like there's humans inside of this video, okay. But uh. The courtroom is still my favorite by him by far. Yeah. When uh, the, it gets to the line, it's not Muhammad, Krishna, or any other who succumbs to death, and it, you know, announces then Jesus. Uh, but then the part where, like, the devil's like, check it again. Just check it again. <laughs> no, It's got to be in the book. <laughs> yes, it's got to be in the book. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, Please. on Carmen <laughs> Mission 316, I believe, is the album. So, Carmen is a, you know, recording artist, or was a recording artist. He's he's passed away. But he used to do songs that were, you know, kind of like originally, I think they were just, you could best describe them as Jesus, art hi- Christian hype songs. Like, some of them weren't even like, like, you wouldn't hear that, you wouldn't just put this on to, like, like, when you put this on as a kid, you got pumped up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. He had his own unique style. I've never known somebody have another style like him. So, if you if you've never listened to this, first off, do yourself a favor and listen to it. But you can't turn it off until the whole song is over, because the yes. the initial reaction is gonna be like, "I'm not listening to this junk."
0: The court it's, the courtroom. I believe it's it. like so appreciate it. I believe it's like track number six on that album. <laughs> um, let me pull it up and just question if I'm right, because now I want to know. Um, I only know a few of their songs. I mean,
1: there was Champion, there was Courtroom. Okay, Champion.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing that. You remember that turned into a movie? There was a movie, Jesus Christ Superstar. No, okay. No, there's a movie. I think it was called Just Champion, but it's about him being a boxer who was told okay. that like if he if he chose to get in the ring again, he it could kill him. Something like that was the storyline, and I remember going when that released in theaters going with, I wasn't even in youth group age at that time. I was like at that 11, 12, somewhere in there. And the youth pastor was so cool. He's like, you want to come hang with us? I mean, you'll be here in the next, you know, six six months to a year anyway. You want to just come hang out with us for this Friday night event we're doing? And I remember getting to go to my first like youth lock-in and I was, dude, it was hype. And they're playing Carmen, you know, at the event before we all load up in the church uh, vans to go and watch the movie at a, at a local theater. Oh man, we have really gotten off track here. <laughs> the nostalgia is This is really the off real. track episode. <laughs> we waited until half a year in to just completely butcher it you know started stay on with pace. me if I would have remembered the confetti cannons none of this would have happened. Yes, I blame you. <laughs> so Mission 316 came out in 1998. Some of our listeners, I missed it. Not I missed it. Alive. I missed it by one. It was number seven because uh, obviously it right. is the complete package. Yep. Number seven. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Oh man, if I didn't, if I, it wouldn't break copyright. I would play it right now on the podcast, guys. You got, you, you got to. I think you can play clips. Can you play clips? Yeah, you can play clips and stuff without copyright. Can you? Okay, well, let's see. If we go to the courtroom. How do we get to a punchline point? That's how I watch all my movies on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: watch ten minutes at a
0: time. <laughs> you could just get uh, YouTube TV. <laughs> um, let's see. Dun, dun. I'm, I'm getting
1: pumped. I get pumped.
0: Says now, how much can you listen as a clip? Ten minutes at a time? I don't know. But it's a song maybe a minute, minute and minute you and Satan, the half should never you should never forget him oh yeah that's it when he hits on the other side like your heart I jumps did you know it's coming Okay. All right. I hope we didn't break copyright laws there. As a kid, when I first heard that, dude, I was like, okay. This, it was like that, what you said, like you hear it and you're kind of, nah. so he performs
1: all this too, like on his own, like as far as like, he'll do like demon voices and like, yeah.
0: some And of he those. has, he has like a yeah. choir with him usually. Yeah. Like his songs usually have like, he would go and do like concerts or whatever. He would have, like, a choir with him that did, like, the backup. But, yeah, he would do, like, sound effects and stuff. He was such a cool guy. He
1: was. And you can go and watch his videos. He's, like, kind of acting some of this stuff out. Like, he's he's not
0: just, like, sitting there talking. Like, he's all over the stage. You know? Now, my first thing that I ever knew that he did was I feel like I was, like, five or six, maybe. Maybe I was a little older than that. But Satan Bite the Dust Oh, yeah. where the he, the he rides in like a cowboy, <laughs> and he's gunning him down in a bar. Yeah, He's like, I'm here to get you, Satan. I, I'm backed by the blood and the word of my testimony. <laughs> and I'm just like, who is this Justin Martyr? Because <laughs> he's got blood and the And he's just riding in, and he's like, all right, cowards, I'm looking for him. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. That is a video. All right, so everybody has homework. First of all, they need to listen to Courtroom and Champion. And then, um, if if you can watch the video on Satan Bites the Dust, I think that'll be the trifecta. Yes, yes.
0: My son actually l- really likes that one, and he likes the courtroom. Mm. So I'm, I'm passing it down to the next generation. Kind of like the hymns, you know. Hymns have been around for yeah, but hymns, you know, a I, lot of, I mean, a lot don't, of them st- don't look too far. into A lot the of them stink, and then some <laughs> of them have stood the test time. And you're like, okay, this is cool.
1: I wonder we should take a poll. How many people listening still sing primarily hymns at their church?
0: Hmm. You know, now that'd be interesting. how how often do you have to go to church to be considered that your church? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it doesn't it doesn't count if you go to Bedside Baptist. <laughs> What's the other one? Pillowside Pentecostal. <laughs> Pillowside Pentecostal. <laughs> If you don't know what kind of worship they're doing these days, it ain't your church anymore. Nowadays it's uh, Dude, yeah. dude, I walked in this morning at church, and uh, Buddy had the, the banjo, and I was like, no! Yes. A banjo and then a mandolin?
1: Uh, so our church service consisted of our college team leading worship, and it consisted of a banjo, a mandolin, a cello, um, of course, the keys and and uh, drums and uh, and the, that
0: one like, girl that was on the keyboard, she she had some pipes. She she could throw down. Like it looked like her lips weren't even moving. Like she wouldn't she wouldn't all into it, and she was just booming voice. All right, another poll. How many times have you had a banjo at your church? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> like, we do that every day.
1: <laughs> it was pretty awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. It was it was definitely out of the the normal expectation of worship. It was it was a good Sunday for you to be there, John. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Palm Sunday, you know. Palm Sunday. Good good Sunday. We did not weigh palm branches with the I kids. Know. No, I, know. I was thinking there was nothing involving kids and usually like I don't know if like every I don't know how often it is, if it's like something that's done every year. Um, but most churches involve the kids something. But they probably did that, obviously, in in children's church.
1: So poll number three is how many (laughs) churches had palm branches in service, whether with kids or maybe as decorations, you know. I asked one of our students what Palm Sunday was. They had no idea, so I had to explain to them. Did you have
0: to explain to them why they call it Passion Week? (laughs) (laughs) We haven't got that far yet. Just tell them, have you ever seen the movie Passion of the Christ? That's why. (laughs) That's why. No Gibson. Um, speaking of that, how old do you think is, is the right age to show that film to a kid?
1: I would say probably as they're getting into middle school.
0: Like, I was just wondering, like, I don't think my, my son's ready for it or anything, but like, uh, you know, like I was just wondering, like, that's, that's a really good visual representation. Like if you want to, you know, show what, you know, Christ went through. And I was just like, at what point do you put that weight on a kid? You know, I've been yeah. I, I've been fat for a while, so I've been carrying weight. I just I don't know when to give him some weight to carry. <laughs> I would
1: say I would show it. So our youth group goes from seventh grade to twelfth, so I would say seventh grade would be good. Good yeah. age,
0: even so, though you're breaking, you know the it's it's restricted audiences for seventeen plus because it's rated R. Yeah. So you, you as a youth pastor at our church, is telling me to break the suggested age. Hey, and no, you told me to no, bootleg. You told me to bootleg Carmen onto my podcast. No, so no, if, if no. lawyers contact me, I'm just telling them to reach out to you.
1: Here's the thing: it's 17 without an adult.
0: Oh, do I qualify as an adult? <laughs> See, that's the thing. You know, it's not how you act; it's how old you are. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm good
1: there. You know, you, you can choose a lot of things in life nowadays. But, but you, you cannot choose, choose your, your family.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get it back on track. We're going to pull it back, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Moses in glory. Ooh. It was only spoiled partially. It did not show the ability. And now I'm wondering, what could the ability be? Because mm. Elijah's pretty good. He offers you protection, you know, from evil cards, I think it is. I forget the exact wording. So, What does Moses and glory do? Well, he's going to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold strategy there, Cotton. <laughs>
1: Being that transfiguration can pull both of them at the same time. So. I was thinking, Moses, did he die? Yes. Because Satan argued over his body with Michael. I think Michael at 120.
0: But Elijah definitely didn't. So what is the what is the you know, and I don't I don't want to claim to to you know, read a bunch of stuff and know it, know a bunch of stuff to where it sticks in my memory. But like, isn't there like a group of people that think Moses didn't die? Like I know that it's like but isn't there a group of people that because they think he's going to be one of the ones at in Revelation the two witnesses or whatever? that end up dying like they think it's going to be Elijah some people think it's going to be Elijah and um Enoch, Enoch because they did not see earthly death hmm. and then some people believe Moses for whatever reason is going to be involved because he also I, I don't know can I phone a friend on this one I don't I don't you could just <laughs> tell me I'm I, I need to quit going in on that
1: um <laughs> that's not my area the two witnesses is not my expertise. The two witnesses
0: are from Revelation of John, and I know what they do in the game of Redemption. I don't know what, who they are. You know, it doesn't tell me that on the card.
1: I know they die.
0: Yes, they die.
1: They do die. But
0: and then their bodies bodies disappear, right? Dude, it's weird. Whatever happens to them,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's it's like a that's whole, the best it's way. It's, it's it's a weird it's, passage. It's weird. Yeah. All right. The way
0: that, like, it leaves you to knowing that, like, John was getting this, you know, this vision or whatever, and then the way that he was wording it in stuff that made sense to him, you know, like saying that there was giant crickets. Well, that's what helicopters look like, Mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of cool because you see a helicopter on Grapes of Wrath Mm -hmm. in the game, in the artwork. Um, So Moses in Glory is spoiled, and it's also going to be clay, silver, and white. Um, has cloud icon its identifier line is ot human judge musician and prophet so we'll move on to stone rolled away stone rolled away is going to be the same exact brigades it's a two three good enhancement it's clay silver and white the artwork is from the you know the point of view from inside it looks like inside the tomb to outwards and the cross with the sun rise and it has a star ability that says discard an artifact, which could be very handy. be pretty cool if stone rolled away like Gabe mentioned could take out the could be like in if it came up in the game organically to where it took out the cross because you know once he resurrected he defeated the cross you know he overcame death. That came by way of the cross. Um, the mm. ability is That's deep right there. <laughs> you know, I feel like I don't I don't know if we we would say this episode overall has been deep, but we've definitely <laughs> touched on a bunch of topics that we have not touched on for a podcast. You know, yeah. like most of the time it's like this is this is what I want to talk about and we get right into it. And we've just been like hanging out and just talking <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners have gone from <laughs> Our list, what hundreds. listeners, they have already turned it off. Exactly. I'm saying we're 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 at one and a half
1: right now, I think. One and a half. So and, and who, that includes who, everybody in this room.
0: <laughs> one and a half. We're both about three quarters of the way here. Um Let's see. Well last week you were falling asleep on the couch. Sure. Just 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 try to try to maintain your energy here. Um But if the empty tomb is in play and that's the card that was spoiled in artwork that you mentioned we might see on Easter. If the empty tomb is in play, negate an evil card in play or a set aside area. Under, under deck all evil characters in battle. All right. First question before we talk about, you know, before I ask you about this card, does it feel like every time you read or an evil card in set aside area, do you feel like that card is just targeting Sheol? Yes. Like, what other evil card is in set aside that's commonly played? Well, for this set, I would say Gates of Hell, but... Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I... When but, I like, every so time I read that, I'm just like, all right, Sheol. more Sheol hate. More Sheol hate. Well, now Sheol can only underdeck four a turn, you so... You we
1: need to hate on is Golden Calf.
0: Does anybody Shouldn't else we?
1: feel like that that's, like, overpowered? Because I, I thought for a while. No, no, okay, okay, no, no, no.
0: Tyler's going to call us I, I know as soon as this recording goes live if you keep talking. I, I won't. The only thing I'm going to say And then is, you can ghost him again. The only thing I'm going to say is this. We errated
1: endless treasures, and then it, gave the world denarius. Because because it searched, his, because it searched and drew. This restricts enhancements and negates characters. Not either or, like it would. It probably should be. Don't you? Because if the thing, if it just negated characters and territories, that'd be strong enough. If it restri- if it just restricted enhancements from being played,
0: like during prep phase or whatever. No, but you know what I would like to like to see in the future? What would be kind of cool is cards like that? because I know they said they're kind of trying to get away from things that restrict you from doing, and they mostly want to you know offer a benefit to the opponent. It would be cool if like golden calf had a cost for you to play it for each each turn that it's active, you must discard a card from hand, something like that, so that it's it's costing you to keep it active
1: hand or territory,
0: yeah. I like it. Yeah, that, that'd that be kind of a cool way to balance that. That way you're paying a cost consistently and, yeah. It could also help you if, if you got a fool in your territory. So that'd be yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah, but, like, that would be kind of a different way to take on, you know. But I definitely think, like, that ability or some strong counters, like that ability, like the cross. They're needed in the game, in the meta game because otherwise it's just blazingly fast and it's boom, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. I think it balances it out, but I also think that it shouldn't be so easy to just to throw it in every deck. And I think they're doing things to try to work around that, but I did mention like getting rid of the draw two on endless treasures just to you know, Denarius to hit the scene. Eh. Yeah. And then Ford drop my coin is gonna hit the scene and Yeah. I mean it just now endless treasures doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had a reason. Probably because they didn't want you to do that. Get your draw two, you know, take, you know, a curse or whatever and then the it denari- and and <laughs> then delivered into denarius to get, you know, the plus four off of it. And you've got the plus three basically off of Well you so you deliver you
1: delivered into Daenerys first, you get your draw four And then you set up your calf. Then you set up your calf. Or vice versa. Whichever one you have in your hand, you do the other one. Yeah. But
0: make sure calf is last.
1: Yeah. Or no, so. I'm sorry, endless treasures to calf. Yeah.
0: But make sure calf is activated last so yeah. it stays up, yeah. Um, so, what do you think about Stone Rolled Away? Stone Rolled Away.
1: Uh, this feels like an enhancement I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be in most of my whatever I build. I, I tend so, to gravitate this way.
0: So, you think that, you think that the Empty Tomb is going to be highly playable like that for you?
1: Well, I'm, I don't even... I don't care as much about that. But first off, it negates and then underdecks all evil characters.
0: But only if the Empty Tune is in play for you oh, to get your negate.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. But it, it's
0: still an underdeck all.
1: It's still an underdeck all, and it's got a great star ability.
0: So... I sometimes make decisions based on star abilities because I feel like they can come especially in when you can play them with Nativity theme and Star of Bethlehem. Oh, you got that cross up? You can't play. Star Okay, of Bethlehem, let me man. play Teaching in Parables or something. You know to negate it temporarily. Drop my dom. You know, activate this star and discard it. Yeah. So it got negated temporarily, and now it's gone permanently. Boom. You know. So see, like. I'm a big fan of
1: stricken I just feel like that card to me I don't see it played a whole lot, but that's one of my favorite cards
0: i'll give you I'll give you one one snippet into our team's deck that we were working on at one point stricken was in both decks nice that doesn't tell you anything about the strategy <laughs> though because black and silver are black and gray uh evil characters and enhancements are everywhere because yes. of the GOC phase one Sadducees Pharisees,
1: but man, you the star ability is one of the best star abilities in the game, and then it's versatile in the fact that it can negate a card or reserve a a character. I mean, yeah, that's just one of them. I just feel like it's if you're especially if you're playing Old Testament, uh, black or gold or black or silver. I feel like it almost has to go in.
0: Yeah. So the next card I'll let you read off, and I believe it was him. That mentioned it, Jared, on Discord when this one was released. He said Martha is a unit. <laughs> and uh yeah, she she pretty good. So we got
1: uh Martha the Diligent, four five white on one side, Meek Clay on the other side. Uh her star ability is or her identifiers are Bethany and Jerusalem, Star Ability, Top Deck and New Testament artifact from reserve. Ability Opponent must reserve An evil card from hand May ban to Lazarus Bethany heroes Cannot be negated In battle So she's CBN all the time
0: Yeah And the fact that She's Jerusalem So there's playability With other church um, Things like With the disciples A lot of them Are are Jerusalem Then you have Bethany Um, I just Opponent must reserve An evil card from hand Okay so, one of the big decks that's going around right now is the Rubable into Eliud, the Revolutionary, to make them get rid of an evil card from hand. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, that takes two characters banding in to do it. She's going to come in and make you reserve one from hand on her own and then may ban to Lazarus. And Bethany heroes cannot be negated in battle. So, clearly she's in battle. So, you're going to get rid of that card no matter what. Unless, you know, there's protection. Well, and then may ban to Lazarus. <laughs> which is, And then we'll roll over here and hit Lazarus real quick because, you know, he's going to be the same. He's a white hero on one side and a meek clay on the other side. He's Lazarus, the called on his white side that has the ability. And then Lazarus of Bethany on the other. And his identifiers are Bethany, Jerusalem, and then he has an X identifier, and his X identifier is... Well, hold on I clicked the wrong thing his ex identifier is number of bethany heroes in battle so if you go in with martha banned to him there's two right now but you could also play this with church of christ right maybe could you create bethany tokens i was just thinking that bethany wasn't really it wasn't really a, a church, church right but i don't know hmm i guess what we'll just it? have to find that out so you would have two right now if you just went in with these two that we know are in the set so far. But obviously, there's going to be a third um, because there'll be a Mary. But the star ability is resurrect a gospel human hero. Could be pretty good. You may con- And the ability is you may convert a Bethany hero to meek to negate evil cards. So Martha comes in. You've got to reserve an evil card from your hand. I'm going to ban Lazarus. And now... My heroes cannot be negated in battle. Lazarus is going to come in, and I can draw two because Martha and Lazarus are in battle. And now I'm going to convert her to uh, negate evil cards. And then I can still ban to Mary of Bethany. But that's where you have to keep in mind. Look at the way that these cards are lined up. Martha of Bethany is the meek side. Lazarus of Bethany is the meek side. So when he bans to Mary of Bethany... More than likely they're gonna continue that trend, and it's going to be on the meek side, so you'll end up with two meeks and Lazarus as the uh, Lazarus as the only ability side hero in battle, so he, he could convert himself well i guess I
1: guess so, yeah, so but can we talk about his converted side real quick? Let's talk
0: about his converted <laughs> side <laughs>
1: how he how he went from
0: first century to like fourteenth <laughs>
1: century
0: hey, come on now. come on that man is a scholar
1: man lazarus no wonder jesus loves him so much look at this dude's
0: style (laughs) my goodness dude it looks like him and saint patrick are like arguing for best dressed portrait you know like saint patrick on his card is like got the like gown thing on with his doesn't he have like a staff okay
1: yes and He's kind of like the Mona Lisa. Like you can't tell if he's smiling or not.
0: He's the like Mona. He's he's like Redemption's own Mona Lisa.
1: He's got a stone face, but then it like if you look at him kind of closely, you kind of look like he's smiling. I
0: don't. I don't. Let me see your side because yours is printed. I can't turn it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me check something out real quick. <laughs> oh, Another rabbit hole. Investigator. Uh I'm going to Google guys. That's a dangerous thing for anybody else that's on the internet.
1: If you can tell me about the space lasers and stuff, then
0: space lasers. Yeah. I'm just going to or look up. Everybody's got a conspiracy
1: theory that needs to be solved. <laughs> we charge twenty dollars an
0: hour. Hmm. Okay. So compare him to Saint Patrick. Saint Patrick has a building in the background. My fellow's got his building in the background. It looks like he just graduated college. <laughs> you know, he's got his he's got his cap for his gown on. He
1: almost looks like one of the pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Gabe <laughs> <it's okay. laughs> okay. Gabe, I'm I'm sorry. We're not we're not we're not poking fun at the artwork that you chose or that, that the team chose. It's just Okay, we we might be poking a little <laughs> fun. Um I but, was just looking at it. I mean on he looks paper. real proper like, but I was thinking
1: Compared to his other side,
0: though, I mean, it's a complete turnaround. His other side was uh, JJ artwork, which is, you know, common. And Martha looks, I mean, she looks, you know, calm and complacent on her other side as well. But my man, my man Lazarus done growed up. He done went to college and he's ready to be a lawyer. He's in the, he's in the courtroom with Carmen. <laughs> he, he was the first hipster. Yeah, he's the first youth pastor hipster in history. <laughs> he's probably got a tattoo right here. Skinny jeans. He's got a tattoo right here. And then he's got one on his forearm that says like his first child's name. I don't, isn't that kind of something that people do? What were you we talking about here? You got to tell the people. <laughs> yeah, you got to be like, all right, this is what I stand for.
1: <laughs> when you sit here, nobody knows what you're talking about.
0: I, I, oh, my That's bad. Gross. Forearm. Forearm. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I forgot this isn't a video podcast. On the forearm, you know, like those people that have, like, random things tattooed. So they just show their forearms and it tells a message about who they are because they're not content with who they are without the tattoos. Um, you know, that's not knocking people with tattoos. It's just people that put, like, a message here. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. You've offended half of your audience. Well, the other half is still hanging <laughs> out. So the, uh, now we're down to point seventy five. <laughs> Because we were at one and a half, Mm -hmm. listeners. Um, (laughs) So anyway, so the Bethany Trio so far is pretty fire. Yeah. And the fact that it kind of can fit in with, it's kind of like, it's kind of almost like Justin Martyr to where like you could throw it in with white, you could throw it in with clay, you could throw it in anywhere and it kind of sustains as a little small package. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you could take these three and put them in a couple of different, you know, deck. you know theme for offense and they're gonna like i mean they're really good by themselves but they're just three so then you have to offset that by adding some bulk from either you know tapping into the white tapping into some of the jerusalem church identifiers or you know playing into the clay meek side meek support things of that nature so i'm just looking forward to uh playing life in the sun on your martha so that i can convert her in territory but well, when she's meek she still can't be negated in battle mm. joke's on you mm. true <laughs> um,
1: plague of hell joke was better though. <laughs> yes the the
0: plague of hell joke I think we should at at nationals if no no other joke comes up I'm going to present an award for that joke as the redemption joke of the year <laughs> I think we should all do that reach out and let me know if you guys think that I should present Ron an award for joke of the year for his plague of hell joke, and if we get if we get enough support, I will I will frame, I will frame that and present it to him at nationals. Because you've done it before, just I, I will do crazy ask things. Tyler, yeah, ask Tyler. You get a custom card. If I think you've got every card in the game, you know. So I guess for just like fifteen minutes, let's let's keep it quick because this. This podcast is gone, it's it's gone awry a few times. 10 minutes. So let's go 10, 15 minutes here and talk about, you know, I mentioned the pros and cons of playing cards, you know, face-to-face tabletop gaming. Anytime that you take what's meant to be you across from me playing cards and you play it in another medium that's not that, you're going to start losing certain elements. Now, I am 100% all for all of the stuff that we've got going on, all of the engagement, especially for the fact that, like, my friend Renee in Germany and everyone's friend, you know, within the game, he doesn't have access to play, you know, in person with people. And this is creating lots of engagement for him to be, you know, feel like he's plugged into the community and able to play a variety of people in games that, even though they might be unofficial tournaments, they matter. You know, to, like, if if he does well and, you know, ends up placing third place or something, that means something because you went through the field in a tournament style. Um, So definitely there's value there. I'm not knocking it in any way. I'm just acknowledging that when you take a game that's meant for face-to-face playing, like if me and you were playing, you know, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. My kid, uh, my son, he's eight. He has, Unfortunately, he has a cell phone. Uh, I did not want to get the phone. I actually did not get the phone for him. But my sister-in-law asked my wife, who asked me, and that was not the hill to die on, folks. It was not the hill to die on. So anyway, he has a phone. He doesn't have it all the time, but he has a phone. And he likes to text me these uh, on, on Apple devices. You can play games through Messenger. Uh, or through text messages. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like Game Pigeon or whatever. Yeah, you can do like eight ball. You can yeah. do basketball, darts. He will send me um, like checkers. Okay, well, yes, we can play checkers. But it's not the same as like if we go to, you know, a nice southern restaurant. I don't know how, how big it is in other parts of the country, but, you know, you go and play Cracker Barrel checkers out on the the rocking chairs on the front porch or whatever. And you play, okay, you're gonna get a different experience playing that in person right there with the you know the the set in your hands versus you know playing over a text message where I make a move now you've gotta send me a text now, I make a move and then back and forth there's just it's different you just I'm acknowledging the differences of it, so what do you think what do you think is the coolest thing about having those? And then maybe, um, what do you think pros are of each playing online and playing in person?
1: Uh, well, I'll start with online, I guess. Um, I mean, it's Lackey is a pretty cool game changer in the sense that um, you get to try out the cards before you buy them. You know, um, that that's really cool. I know I've made a lot of decisions that way. There's some cards I'm like, dude, I gotta get this card, and then I'm like, I play with it, I'm like, never mind. And then there's other cards I'm like. How do I not have this card? I got to get this card. Because uh, you start playing with it, and you realize, man, it's it's really good or it's really bad. So I, I really like that aspect of it. Also, um, online is great because you can play with, like you said, anybody from around the world. I mean, that's just really cool. So um, there's that. But um, I I'll I, I'll agree with you on that. That's, that's one reason why I signed up for Zoom, uh, this go-round instead of the lackey. Uh, just because I hadn't pulled my cards out in a while. And, um, you know, I mean, it's there is something about playing. Even if it's on Zoom, I would rather be in person because there's nothing like being across from somebody and reading the person or, like, actually picking up their deck and going through it instead of saying, hey, here's you can flash flash your deck through the screen real quick. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a lot more you can do and see and be a part of and not miss when you're in person, which is you know, all the all the good stuff.
0: Yeah, I would say that I know it's 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 been forever since like on a Wednesday night we did our thing where I would come and hang out at your house till 4, sometimes 5 a.m. <laughs> and play literally all night. Yeah, I don't even know if I could do that anymore. Um, that was just a couple years ago, but Yeah, when we first got into the game like we just jumped, you know, head first and we were, you know, we were we were either going to drown Or, you know, we were going to, like, belly up and, you know, be discovered and somebody rescue us at some point, you know, while we still had a little breath in our lungs. But um, we were just, all the rules and everything, it was just, like, so engaging for that moment, trying to figure out the game. Like, there's this mysteriously wonderful game that's got, like, yeah, it's got some problems because, okay, Cascade and the Gate was a thing when we started. Like, okay, there's things that, like, we absolutely hate. But we all the good about the game, the cool things outweighed the bad.
1: There was also almost zero content out there. <laughs> so we yes.
0: had no way to find Well, there was content, anything. but it wasn't updated. It yeah. wasn't like weekly content coming out, which is fantastic that it's happening yeah. now. But I fell in love with playing the game like in person. Like yeah. nothing will ever fill that space for me. Like when when Jeremy came down this past weekend and we worked on our Teams deck. When he first got here, we played a couple of games, and just that's the first time since that tournament that we, you know, we went back and found out was the beginning of February. First time I've had physical cards that I'm playing, Mm -hmm. and there you cannot replace playing with the physical cards. And I think the benefit of playing in person is that, like you mentioned, you get to read your opponent. You get to there's a lot less chance of missing triggers just because you don't know something. You don't realize something's there. Like in Zoom, they could have a card over here that's a glare on it. You don't remember what that card is. And then, oh, well, I've got this, and now, well, you don't undo it because, but you know what I mean? Like there's just parts of that get lost or, you know, kind of fall through the cracks. But I also will say, like, for a lackey, lackey is fantastic because, like you said, it lets you test things out, but it will almost fool you because if you build a deck in lackey, and you're like this deck is so consistent this deck is fantastic i'm about to take on the world with this deck and then you build that deck boom physically the night before a tournament and play it you're not going to have the same level of success in your like goldfish hands that you first of all goldfish hands usually always lead you to a false sense of expectation if okay every time i goldfish i'm getting what i do because half the game half the games that you play, you're going to go second, and there's going to be resistance on the board. I think it's why Tyler mentioned the way that he does is every now and then he'll throw a golden calf down on the other side of the table or, you know, a a distressed lost soul. He'll drop the cross down, and now he does his goldfish hand working through those elements. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to test because you don't think about that if you're just goldfishing and lackey a lot of times. And then you'll take that deck, and if you go second, you're like, all right, well, I can't push through that. I can't push through that. And you realize that your deck can't push through resistance early to then go off for whatever you're trying to do. Um, But I think there's an element of the cards are never as consistent as Lackey makes you think they are. In Lackey, you're going to discard the top card of someone's deck just about every time if you're running delivered. Wouldn't you? Like, I feel like you hit that 90% of the time. Yeah. And then... They do the same thing to you. Well, you can play an entire game where you never see delivered, or an entire tournament where you never see delivered in your opening hand, which is, you know, fine because most of the time you've got ways to go and search it out. But, you know, as consistent as it pops up, Lackey will make you believe that it's going to be there in your opening hand a lot of times or that you can expect, you know, to be able to go into that artifact when maybe you have a turn where you can't get to your denarius, now you know it used to be endless treasures so what are you doing to you know answer that Um, so I think for deck building I think it kind of there's a uh, there's a a bit of you know there's less questionable like like you see a lot more variety in your opening hand when you play with the physical cards you're going to get those brick hands and then you're going to know you know what to tweak with your deck Um, but I do enjoy that there's so much engagement with being able to play with people that you don't normally play with because playing against, you know, every now and then maybe you get a game against, you know, you just played Emmanuel. You said you only played him maybe once before, but, like, if you were going to a local tournament here, you wouldn't play Emmanuel. You wouldn't play, but if you go to Nationals, you might play, and I I know Nationals is a sore spot for you right now because we don't don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, We're going to keep the faith, though, but you know like i can play jeremy and you until i'm blue in the face when i go to nationals you guys are just if you both go you're just two guys in the field that hopefully will be you know 50 plus i'm i would assume we're going to going to be able to hit that i don't want to speak out of pocket but i think with all the excitement building for it i think the hope is that you know we're 50 plus in type 1 okay well you guys are if i i played against you and i've perfected i can you know, hold my own against you. That doesn't mean I can hold my own against everybody else. So getting that variety of not just what deck they're playing, because most people aren't playing the deck now that they're going to play at nationals, but you get to pick up play styles. So I know if I play this person a couple of times in the lackey grand prix, now I pick up on tendencies of what this person likes. So if I get paired with them at nationals, I kind of know what to expect as far as play style go. Um, so that's definitely a pro that can't be understated. Um, but I guess the cons of of that is, you know, and I kind of kind of hit on it is the nuances of the game. You know what I mean? Like being able to read that person, being able to um, some some players part of their not necessarily their strategy, just their personality. You know, they're they're better in person pilots of decks. Like they when they make decisions quick because it's a tournament and you gotta make quick decisions, they're more ready to do that because they've you know played in person tournaments a lot more than they have the online tournaments or whatnot, and then people that are doing lackey to where you have the longer time frame and stuff and I know we said ten minutes and i'm I'm running, but um, I feel like you get conditioned to oh, I have all this time to make this decision, and then in a game where you've gotta make these decisions like that to keep the pace moving so that we're not timing out a lot, I think, you know, some of that's lost. So if you only play on Lackey, you know, you might get it in your mind that you have all this time to make each decision when you don't because Lackey and in-person play, just from a timing aspect, is completely different. Wouldn't you agree?
1: An hour and a half games on Lackey versus 45 minutes, yeah. Um, So – uh there's also as much as I like Lackey and have enjoyed playing on it, um uh, there's also one thing you you can never do on Lackey.
0: What's that? You can never rip a plot. Oh <laughs> man, that's you know, let's 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 all take a moment to remember all the plots that Jay's torn in failure. <laughs> all right, that's it. Um, <laughs> but that that's that's a fair point too. I I thought what you were gonna say is on the lackey, the one thing that you can't do and you were gonna like try to jab at me and say you can't win. Oh but I I comboed a couple wins. <laughs> um but I think also another thing, and it's not that it's bad initially, but something that me and you are, are trying to do in our gameplay is if we make a mistake and make a play that isn't right, like you play a card but it's negated for whatever reason. Well, you don't pick that card. up am saying, oh my bad. Mm-hmm. You, you, it sticks when it hits the board. It sticks when you make the decision. It sticks. And I think in person, um, it's a lot easier to do that online. I feel like it's just so easy. Yeah, you can take that back, and you almost can work yourself into a bad habit of that. To where then when you play in person, it's you know you know what I mean you get what I'm saying to where I you played delivered, but right now I've got something that's, you know, negating your neutral cards. Well, no, you can still play delivered and you can still go and get and put that artifact down, but it's going to be negated. That doesn't mean you pick up your delivered until you negate my guy. And I think some of that is kind of lost in when you go back and forth between playing on lackey and in person. So I think a balance of all of these is basically what I'm trying to say is best. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really cool because the Zoom, Zoom things are kind of in, in between. They're online, but they're using physical cards, so you get a little bit of the elements. But then you get all of the elements of in-person, obviously in-person at your local tournaments. So I would just say that I'm thankful for all the guys that are hosting these events. That's Derek now with the contender tournaments, which you will be able to enter once you win, if you win one of the contender decks that we're giving away. So that's another thing. Like, it just – you have that decorated rock and roll for the next contender tournament after you win it. Um, but Chris, you know, being, you know, diligent and faithful with the uh, – maybe not always on the scheduling side of it. <laughs> he kind of sneaks up on him sometimes. But he does a really good job hosting those online locals and making sure that they're available as a tool for players. And now uh, Jay – with the Lackey Grand Prix, he's done a great job organizing that. And Robbie, I'm starting the, you know, Zoom Invitational. I would just say that if you're playing all Lackey, try to branch out and play some of the others. And then if you're playing, you only play in person or something, go ahead and take take the step and, you know, maybe play on Lackey and get some of the benefits of being able to test out cards you don't own and maybe seeing other play styles that you don't see all the time. So I think the, the community is doing a really good job right now between Gameplay engagement and content creation engagement, and I think as a player, it's it's easy to uh, to almost take that for granted. Like you mentioned, when we came into the game, there wasn't a lot of that. Like we were having to play till four or five a.m. on a Wednesday night after service because that was the only time we could play. There was not anything throughout the week to play. There wasn't other people that we were able, you know, that was accessible for us to play. We didn't have lackey at the time but even when we did get lucky it was you few and far between when you could pair up with somebody because it was looking for a game you had to be the one to answer that there wasn't like tournament set up around that i think the community is doing a really good job engaging players and i'm thankful for that and i think the best approach to that is to try to you know pick a variety of the play styles so that you pick up all the the benefits of those and don't let the cons of it affect you when you then try to switch over. So, like, if you only play online on Lackey and then you go to an in-person tournament, there's going to be a, you know a little bit of a hiccup. But if you balance that and you go to a few locals and you you know local in-person tournaments and you balance with Lackey, you know you get a, you get all the all the pros and you kind of mitigate some of the cons because you're you're still branching out and you're aware of all of the different variations and the the negatives of those as long, as well as the positives. So our 10-minute conversation went – 10 to 15-minute conversation went a little longer. That's, you know, just par for the course. Speaking of that, Tiger was way over par for his return. <laughs> I've never seen a man get such a big cheer for having a terrible golf day. But he still made the cut, right? I have no idea. Well, well. Mm. Okay, so you look like you're about to fall asleep again. <laughs> you're gonna just curl up on the couch.
1: Yeah, I need a pillow. So I need a blanket.
0: What was the homework, Brad? They've got to go and listen to what was the three songs: Carmen, mm-hmm. what, what's Champion. the three songs? Champion, and then courtroom, courtroom and, and then, 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 then watch the video of Satan Wilderness. bites the dust, and that is on YouTube. It is. It's in poor quality, I think. Like it's a like it's like four eighty uh four eighty definition instead of you know like 720 or 1080 or anything like that but it's there and then you had like three polls you said you were gonna do like who does hymns in church hymns
1: palm branches and
0: uh Mm. i don't know so brad's gonna create polls somewhere or he's not because you know he likes to ghost on his responsibilities i don't do discord well i'm just saying i don't discord well
1: <laughs> i pop in i pop out <laughs> we now we used to stay in the quick ruling channel i mean yeah we lived in there on wednesday nights. redemption aggie man he knew when it was wednesday night at about two in the morning <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: oh man and the, t- the tension that we would put into it, like, you would ask a question, but then I would, like, try to clarify it real quick to where it slanted it my way. <laughs> like, because you thought you were right on the ruling. And then, you know, you just naturally do that. Yeah. It was never, like, just this basic question. Let's get the answer. It was, like, us trying to, like, prove our sides. Yeah. So, so. I had to. Good old days, man. It was life or death. Yes. Like, literally. Like, those cards were going to die. Yeah but I had the arc so mine came back after three turns.
1: <laughs> well now everybody gets arc in their deck cuz it fits in their deck.
0: <laughs> the Arc of Salvation. <laughs> oh, time well, talk about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's let's just go ahead and break it up here. Um so big announcement is that we're going to be starting next week working on the official uh process for determining the winners, but we are going to be in partnership with Andy Fish, new owner of Your Turn Games him and his wife. Deciding to donate for a giveaway to Contender Decks, and I will also be supplying the winners with the Threshing Floor Playmats. Also, I'm on record of owing my buddy John Early a Threshing Floor Playmat, so I've got to get three Playmats made. So there's that. But that's the big announcement. Thank you, Brad, for joining. Remember, if you want to sign up for the Lackey Grand Prix, they are there's a, both a classic version and a regular version which is going to be the third iteration of the Rotation Lackey Grand Prix. The sign-ups are now. You can reach out to Jay Chambers about signing up for that if you are not in the Discord server for the Lackey Grand Prix already. So I think, I think that's it. I think we'll stop the episode here and we'll just look forward to talking to you next week. I want to say bye to the people again, Brad? Hasta luego. That means until next time. Okay. So Brad's going to bring a different different you know ending phrase to the podcast every week that he's on I think we should we should force you to learn a different language's salutation every time is salutation is that do you say that for a goodbye that, that encompasses welcoming and goodbye right it feels right I don't know if it does or not <laughs> okay we're going to stop the podcast we're rambling tonight you know but we're going to stop rambling now peace All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode number 26 now in the books. And I just want to thank you again for listening throughout the past six months and helping the podcast platform build itself up to what it is right now. And to celebrate that, obviously we're doing the giveaway. So I'll work on hammering out the final details for how we're going to pick the winner. And next week we'll start that on the podcast. Make sure you tune in. And, again, another reminder that if you want to sign up for the Lackey Grand Prix and take advantage of that as a resource to become a better player, signups are happening now. You can reach out to my buddy Jay Chambers. And, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Peace.